Welcome back to Footsteps in the Attic, the podcast dedicated to all things strange and all things paranormal. I want to thank each and every one of you for listening, and it is exciting because next week is Halloween week, and it is going to be a scary, fun time. I have an interview lined up this week with a very special horror actress. I have another interview lined up eh, about two months from now with a dear friend of mine who um, is constantly on the move in the horror scene, but I have to first and foremost thank Miss Jennifer Runyon Corman for donating her time to come and be interviewed for this show. She was absolutely wonderful. For those of you who heard it, I'm sure you'd agree. And she has graciously uh, agreed to appear on a future episode. And I am already excited because she is an open book. And she was just fantastic to interview and to pick her brain about the entertainment industry and about the paranormal community. Now, I'm going to beg your indulgence. As you know, some of my constant listeners out there know that I record this show right next to the Holland Tunnel, so you will absolutely be hearing some car horns, maybe some music, maybe even people screaming, which kind of would fit in with the Halloween theme. But I have exciting news. This will be the very last time that you will hear any exterior noise because we are going to soundproof the room next to me and just make it so you can hear a pin drop. And I'm very happy and thrilled about that. Now, being Halloween week coming up, what would Halloween be if we didn't delve into the origins of Halloween? So tonight's episode is dedicated to Halloween. And you know what? Let's just jump right into it. Halloween started around 3,000 years ago in Ireland, of all places. The Celts formed an agricultural community, and winter was, well, for them, the most scary time of the year because they had to live and eat on what they harvested during the summer months, and if they didn't have enough food during the winter, they died. So it wasn't just, hey, I'm kind of hungry. It's, uh, no, we're eating to survive during the winter months. And as the cold winds approached, they asked their priests, who at that time were known as Druids, to pray for them. Now, the most important day to the people was the last day of the harvest and the first day of, well, the oncoming winter months. And on that night, the Celts believed that the boundary between the living and the dead became thin, so thin that the souls of the dead could roam freely back and forth. They called this night Samhain, which was Gaelic for November. Now, on Samhain night, the Celts believed that all those who had died that year would walk the earth once more. Now, not all visiting ghosts were thought to be friendly, so the Celts devised a way to appease these spirits. The Celts would parade away from their homes with offerings to the spirits, They would leave food and sweets as, well, I guess what we would say gifts for the dead or offerings, which is where the trick or treating 
um, tradition really took its roots. Now, the Celts, in order to appease the sun gods, also offered blood sacrifices like horses and cows. Druids would read the burnt entrails of the animals, sort of like tea leaves, deciding who would be prosperous that year and who may die. So Samhain night was considered the best night for predicting the future. Some divinity mega predictions going on. (laughs) The prophecies of the Druids would be spread throughout the villages, and this is thought to be where the idea of telling ghost stories on Halloween came from. Now, there are also really piles of stones in Ireland known as the Fairy Mounds. Now, these are not friendly. The Fairy Mounds were known as tricksters, and they caused a lot of mischief and sometimes pain. And on Samhain night, It's thought that the fairies would roam the earth causing mischief and harm, which is where dressing up and creating a bit of mischief came from, and also Mischief Night, which as we all know is the night before Halloween. Now, it was also thought that dressing in costume may scare or really prevent the evil spirits from harassing you. So, you know, dressing up would... um, let's say, be a deflection for um, any evil intent that these fairies may have for you. Um, It would also be thought of as really being more in commune with these spirits, and maybe you would get left alone. Um, In Rome, around this time, the Romans worshipped the goddess Pomona in a festival really called Pomona, (laughs) and it was celebrated around November 1st. Now, Romans let out apples and nuts for tribute, which is where the practice of apple bobbing came from. But in 50 BC, the Romans conquered most of Northern Europe, spreading Pomona to the land of Samhain, where their traditions really merged, primarily honoring the dead and the harvest. But as Christianity rose in the 8th century, Pope Gregory III, um really sort of, um, how do I say this? He decided to drag the pagan holiday inward and project it outward as a day of Christianity, uh, a day of Christian celebration. So November 1st was claimed by Pope Gregory as All Saints Day, also known as All Hallows Day. It was the eve of All Hallows Day that became known as All Hallows Evening, and through time, as things get shortened and word spreads, that eventually got morphed into Halloween. Now, people continued to dress in straw costumes and animal skins, and continued to put out offerings under the name of Halloween, which is really where the tradition took off, and in America, uh, really in the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, I believe Halloween was more about creating costumes from home, and a sense of fun, but also traditional scare. Witches, ghosts, goblins. Um, If any of you have looked up uh, photographs of early Halloween costumes, I find them more disturbing than the more grotesque costumes of today. 
Now, of course, Halloween has sort of morphed into something a little more grotesque and scary. And in some uh, cultures, as you know, and uh, at certain bars, women like to wear sort of skimpier outfits. Uh, <laughs> so it's kind of taking on a life of its own. Uh, Halloween is also big in the satanic uh, tradition. It's uh, a night, sort of our Christmas is Halloween is the Church of Satan's Christmas. So there's some evil, shady stuff going on there. But uh, Halloween has really taken on a life of its own. For those who don't know, Halloween outsells Christmas merchandise every year. It is literally the most profitable holiday all year round. Well, I hope you enjoyed this nutshell version of Halloween, but we are going to get into the scary, the disturbing, and the paranormal this week because it's October, and I will not let October close without a good old-fashioned scare. So look out. I may have two episodes coming this week. I have an interview coming your way, and then a good old-fashioned scary topic to talk about. For Footsteps in the Attic, this is Brian Hobson. We'll see you this week. <laughs>